0: Don't call it a comb I'll have hair for years. Wake up in the morning feeling like Pete
1: D. I brought my
0: glasses on out the door. I'm gonna hit this city That's before tough. I leave. Brush my teeth with a bottle of jack. Cause when I leave for the night I Coming back. I'm talking
2: live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. We need as much money as we can. This is the press box.
0: The age difference on this show with Grady and Bischoff. I'm glad you're the one that went in on the details of how my. No, works.
2: come on, I'm Bureau. Monday. ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM. It's Ed, Tyler, and Jared. Lot to get to. Big sports day the other day. Start with the NBA.
3: The
1: first bite. Will the Suns be able to stop Giannis? Mm.
2: Here's the thing. I don't think it matters as long as the other two dudes play as they did the other night because they haven't stopped him. I don't think they will. But if Middleton and, and Drew Holiday actually show up, then they might have a shot here. Yeah. But if they don't, then Giannis can go 40 and
0: 17 like every night. and It won't matter, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the crazy part is that Giannis has had two incredible games. Yeah back-to-back where historic like yeah like he what was it it's him LeBron and Shaq, and Shaq are the only three to I have thought it was 40 just Shaq. yeah him well him LeBron and Shaq are the only three to have 40 and 10 in back-to-back finals games and then there's like a few others that have had back-to-back 40-point finals games if you take out the rebound stat too but it's like he's been unbelievable for two straight games and he's the making Suns, free throws now <laughs> <laughs> he's really good and the Suns they they don't have a real way To guard him because, like Jay Crowder, is their best option, and that's really it. I mean, outside of that, they don't really have like a great long defender on that team. Like you can put DeAndre Ayton on him if you need size, but that's the problem with Giannis. Is Giannis already has that size, and he can actually handle the ball and get around you know normal centers like DeAndre Ayton and the Bucks, like the. The criticism Mike Budenholzer, Budenholzer has gotten over the last three years is that offensively, they've been too simplistic. It's just been it's just relying been on Giannis. Yeah. But when it works, that simplicity is, is perfect because the Suns are in that position right now where they can try to put Jay Crowder on Giannis, but Jay Crowder can't really guard Giannis no. one-on-one. So your decision is how much help do we send? And the Bucs are built. That's why Lopez is on the team because he's a center. that can shoot threes. The Bucks are built for, okay, when you send that help side defender, we're going to hit a three. And that's what I'm saying. If those two guys can play then, as they did yeah. yesterday, when they send the help, then they're fine. Right, and that's so. That's the difference between two and three. One of the main differences yeah. is that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were made shots were useful. So you know, you look ahead and and how do the Suns slow that down? It, it, you're right. It comes down to the other guys making the shots because Giannis was 12 of 12 on layups. Yesterday. I was going to say,
2: I wish he would have played better inside. <laughs>
0: Was in the restricted
2: area because he was twelve of twelve in the restricted area. Twenty four that's also a that's also a stat uh in the last twenty four years, uh LeBron and Shaq uh in terms of twenty-four points inside the restricted area by himself. He made more layups than the Suns did as a team in that game. He made four more layups than Drew Holiday missed in the previous <laughs> game. <laughs> he was he was terrific. And we'll get to the other side, I'm sure, but um, the other side wasn't very good, and let me ask you quickly about that because you talked about last week you made the mention of like Devin Booker and these weird – he makes such hard shots. You're know, like, ah, oh, that shot's not going in, and he just does incredible things sometimes. But then when it's bad like it was last night, then it's like, okay, you can see that from Devin Booker as well. Not as much. I get that he's a great player, but last night
0: was not good. So you're going to have games where you struggle to shoot, and I think it was one of seven from three yes. and maybe like two of five on mid-range jumpers or something like that. You're going to have where who struggled to shoot. The problem for Devin Booker isn't that he couldn't knock down a shot. It's that Devin Booker did not attempt a single layup in the game. He did not have a single shot from within the restricted area. And that's that to me is the, the big difference in this series. And the reason that I think the Bucs are going to come back and win this series is because the Suns can't get layups. They, can, they cannot get layups. And that's all. And the Bucs can get it almost every possession. Anytime they want, the Bucs can get a layup. The Suns can't get it. And now the Suns can win games because they are the best mid range shooting team in the league. They can, they've got two guys that can reasonably hit 50% of their mid range jumpers, the rest of the series. And they, you know, have, they can shoot. Well, they're not a great three point shooting team by any means, but they're a good enough three point shooting team that they can knock down threes, especially if you overhelp. But, that is less sustainable than what the Bucks are doing, which is they can get layups whenever they want. And when you have your best player, Devin Booker, not attempt a single layup in a game, it's just like, yeah, they can win two more games with their jump shooting. They absolutely can, but they have got they have to get layups at some point. You well, have to have layups. And the Suns, again, Giannis made more layups than the Suns did yesterday. Well, they can't have
2: that. Let me ask you this. Was it as simple as, because we talked about last week in terms of how they were guarding the pick and roll with Lopez relenting, and then they just had mid-range jumpers, I mean this is a situation. It seems like if they miss those, they're in, they're in dear trouble because if he can, cont- if he continues, if they continue to play the screens, though, I and mean, he continues to kind of relent, to stop
0: any kind of layup or any drive, if they're missing mid range jumpers, I they yeah, can't win. I think two keys to the Bucks defense yesterday was one, any ball screen with Robin Lopez, they stuck to that drop coverage they dropped that coverage. they ran yeah. in the regular season. And they've run it throughout this series, yeah. but they also didn't help like game two. They kept helping onto the mid range jumpers and gave up open threes. They didn't do that in the in game three. And then the second thing was simply, like, the biggest thing with the Bucks ball screen defense, regardless of the scheme, their guards have played the ball screens horribly. The amount of times that their guards had gotten, like, held up on the screen yes. for, like, three seconds.
2: And then Paul and, uh, and right. Booker's to open and on the first bounce. Like, yeah. you,
0: you talk about mid-range jumpers being bad shots, or I talk about it all the right. time. But, like, if, if the guard gets held up on the screen for three seconds, open. and Chris Paul can just set and his feet sh- and shoot a 15-footer... Yeah. Yes, that's not a bad shot. That's a perfectly fine shot. The idea of a bad mid-range jumper is normally you're off well, the, the dribble, you're of off dark. balance, exactly. there's somebody that can contest it. But yes. when the, when Drew Holiday gets lost on a screen or when Middleton gets yeah. lost on a screen and the guy's wide open, so that to me was one of the other bigger dis- biggest differences is outside of maybe like the first quarter, Drew Holiday and even P.J. Tucker on a couple of possessions, they were much better getting through the screens and not getting held up for you know, four seconds while Paul or Booker was wide open.
2: So are you giving them more credit for playing the screens better or Mikey B for
0: adjusting? Well, I don't, I mean, he made a small adjustment and that he stopped helping to the mid-range yes, to jumpers. The mid-range. But I, I think, again, I, I don't think Mike Budenholzer deserves a ton of credit, but I also don't think he deserves a ton of blame for the first couple of games because at the end of the day, like the Suns make a whole bunch of mid-range jumpers or make 23s in a game a lot of times there's not much you can do as a coach when a team makes that many. Because, listen, to me, games two and game three were played very similar. Like the way, the only difference is... His supporting cast played well. Yeah, Middleton and Holiday Holiday actually scored and the Suns didn't make 23s.
2: And we got to give some credit to Holiday because we were all over him last week. Thirty-two, I think thirty-two to thirty-four in the third by Giannis and Holiday were yeah. either scored or assisted on. So you got to give the guy credit. I mean, he he took a lot of grief, deservedly so, after those first two games. I mean, he was terrible those first two games, and Middleton was kind of just a guy the first two games, but more so Drew Holiday. He stepped up last night, and again, I think you're right. I think if they can keep doing that, we don't know because game to game these things always change. I'm kind of with you that they can come back. I'm not just saying that because of Jared. He had a nice day yesterday. He's very excited as his Bucks actually won a game and stayed in the series. But if they play like they did yesterday and the supporting cast
0: plays that well, I think they can come back. I just feel like the shots the Bucs are getting are more sustainable for success than what than the, the Suns, Suns get. Yeah, because again, well, especially if
2: they don't get layups, because
0: right, they're because the Bucks get layups and the Suns have for two straight games, the Suns cannot get to the rim. And I just feel like that's more sustainable for the Bucs going forward. Now, again, son's the best mid range team in, in the league. If they come out in game four and they shoot it really well, and they're up three, one in this series, it's going to be really hard for the Bucs to come back, even if they outplay them the last three games of the series. But I just, I think what the Bucs are doing is more sustainable. And I, the Suns don't have an answer for Giannis. They do not have an answer for Giannis. He's either going to get 40 and go 12 of 12 at the rim or you're going to have to send a lot of help, and that's when the kickouts to Lopez or PJ Tucker come for three pointers, and that's how that's how the Bucs beat you.
2: Thirteen of seventeen from the line. Did you at your house count to ten because you, because no one else was? Did. did did you stand up and just to like mess with them or no? I'm thirteen of seventeen from the line. Good
0: for him. Yeah. I mean,
2: he hit his free throws. I'm just saying it. It was a little different, I'm sure, than what he'd
0: heard the last few games. Like if you're the if you're the Suns fans, I mean, if you're the Bucs fans. Should you if should you count like a little bit like make it normal? No, for him? I think if someone's counting next to me, I'm throwing a beer at his head and no, telling him to like, shut up. <laughs> but like you're gonna have to go back to Phoenix and win. So I are like priming him should, for like yeah, just you helping him out. Keep counting. <laughs> I don't know. About just that. so he gets like so that he every free throw he shoots for the rest of his career is while the crowd is counting to ten. I don't know. If I you do you that, you go even it.
2: faster than the Suns fan. You just go, what are the right <laughs> Like, just so he gets a sense of it, but you don't do the whole thing because he's got to focus on his dribbling and, it, it, you know, shoot the shot. Uh, I don't know if I'd do that.
1: But, <sighs> how long did it take Rick Barry to make those shots? His underhanded ones? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so I feel like the setup on those oh, had the to be seconds? more than
0: 10 seconds. The 10 seconds?
1: Yeah. I, w-
0: I have one specific complaint. Um, Actually, I'm happy about it because they didn't call a charge on it. But when Cam Johnson dumped mm-hmm. on P.J. Tucker, Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. First off, we need to ban the charge. The charges has got to be banned from basketball because Cam Johnson's running down the lane about to obliterate the rim. And this dumb sport allows a defender to just get run over. And that can be a good play. Now, fortunately, P.J. Tucker was late. He got dunked on, and they made the right call. It was a block. But if P.J. Tucker is half a second earlier... Oh, if said it's a charge. That's a charge, yeah. and we just got robbed of the best play of the entire game because in basketball, you're allowed to just get run over. Like, that's a good... Like, why Why is that a rule? Why do we encourage well, non-athleticism? Just get in the way and get run over.
2: So we can buy shirts to say block charge? I hate it
1: so sure. much.
0: That, the, and worse it's than never, that...
1: It almost never looks like an actual charge. Like, it almost always is... He didn't set his... Uh, yeah. nah,
0: and worse than that is what the Suns have been trying to do to Giannis a couple of times a game where when he's running down the floor or cutting through the lane, they'll just try to stand in front of him really quick and they get can run stop over him. and hope they get a charge yeah. call. That is complete crap. It's, it's that it's is that is
1: ridiculous. It's they,
0: only the way they can stop Right. That is ridiculous that we would All have right. a rule in this sport that would reward, hey... You can stop them if you just get run over. If you're just smaller, weaker, and just get obliterated by that guy, we're going to reward you. It's terrible.
1: That is so stupid. We got. Hold we on. have to get rid of it.
2: Hold I, on. I, Let I, me see here.
1: I, I want to look up, actually, the history of... It was introduced... All right. It was introduced in 28, 29, not when I thought it was. So... Uh, well, I mean, the general idea they is They wore the, belts. <laughs> the general idea <laughs> is that... It was introduced during a time period where players would wear have to wear belts
2: on the court. Wait a minute. They weren't wearing belts in 2008-09, were they? No, 28.
1: 1928. Oh, 1928. I was going to say, wait a minute. That's for sure. I would have remembered like those. a hundred years <laughs> that, ago. I right? would have
0: remembered those if they had belts on. That would have actually been pretty funny. <laughs> if they had belts on in belts. 2008, that would have been awesome. How did belts become such a common part of sports equipment? I, think, feels they used, like- I think they wore belts in Hoosiers. I've seen it over a hundred times. It feels like that's a something you shouldn't be wearing while playing contact sports, but yet so apparently basketball too. So many of our sports wear belts. Do they just not have like elastic back in the twenties? Well, no. Nah, I mean, maybe they didn't have it back in the twenties, but why it only
1: had been around but, for like forty? But years. But why now do
0: they still do it in some sports? I mean. Baseball uh, doesn't really matter because you don't well, run but, into each other. Some nice pants. Yeah you, you would,
1: yeah, you would think you would be able to have professional I athletes mean, not wearing pants. I mean, okay, if you're wearing football pants, like with the the amount of padding that sometimes you have, like, hanging down there, you need to, like, ratchet that
0: thing up. It doesn't help. No, do, you know it how many, doesn't. do you know how many football players we just see their ass during the season?
2: Wait a minute. Do we have (laughs) (laughs) Mayak? This is why. This is why you need a
0: belt. I've been telling you for months now. No,
2: we don't have the bubble butt. If you have the the bubble butt, you
0: don't need the belt. The bubble butt allows the pants to stay up. (laughs) He's got dancing feet with that lower body. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Look at the body. Look at that bubble butt. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out if you need the the belt with the bubble butt. No, the bubble butt prevents the pants from being pulled down. Okay, it's when you don't have a butt that your pants are more likely to go down.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. I just know that there's a belt on Muncie when we went yard to walk off yesterday. Okay, I don't no, know.
0: Whatever. whatever. <laughs> All right, coming up next, <laughs> we'll talk about the Oakland A's, and again they they, they keep coming back to Vegas. <laughs> Dave Cobb really likes it here.
2: He swings and hits one to deep center field.
0: Lariano back, nearing the track, has room, a half step from the track, and he makes the catch. The final score, the A's four, and the Rangers one. You're sitting
2: in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter, at Ed EdGraney and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
0: How many times did you uh, take a trip to Vegas before you moved here, Ed? Oh, college no 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 not not vacation <laughs> uh, no no not vacation how many times did you like come out here to be like oh i need to go look at some houses i need to go tour the area okay i came for the interview
2: at the paper the next time i came back i was already hired the wife took care of the houses well i mean what a shock! Yeah, I, a little... I, I, come on you think i was involved in this situation
0: <laughs> did she make a trip out here
1: multiple times um, once, okay,
2: had a realtor two days, just went around the area and yeah, you know, and and apparently bought the house because when I came here, it was bought. And I said, she said, go to this address <laughs> and like drop off your stuff. This will where we will be living.
0: So yeah, there you go. Because the Oakland A's have now completed three trips <laughs> to Las we'll Vegas, and they're going to come back for a fourth trip yeah. on July 21st, which will be what four trips in two months, three months to come to Vegas to continue to look at land and get tours by random people in the city. The A's might end up coming here because they might not get any money in Oakland, but this is leverage. I mean, when you plan a trip the day they're coming back the day after, after. that meeting in supposedly
2: Oakland. we'll see how the meeting yes. goes.
0: Yeah, that's true. They're coming back the day after that meeting the day after that. That's le- this is leverage. A, no, this is leverage. It's a great town. This is leverage.
1: You don't have to come and and tour everything. Dave Cobble can just come okay. on vacation. hold on. Do you not know? Like, if I've got comps, I will go. <laughs> He'll get them anyways. He doesn't. He did.
2: Okay, well, he doesn't need to come to get those. He'll yeah. have those anytime he, he can, wants. He can just say I'm the president of the A's. Like, all right.
0: And he can just show up without telling yeah. every media outlet yes. in the country that He's will listen coming. to him. That and that like this is leverage to. To plan your fourth trip in two months to the city. And the tell everybody. Da- and tell everybody. The day yeah. after Oakland is going to meet to talk about giving yeah. you millions of dollars. It's leverage. That's that's all that is.
2: Oh, it's a t- I thought and I wrote after the first one was leveraged. And I said, well, if they come back for a second one, well, maybe a little more serious. Now they're back for a third. <laughs> that they scheduled the fourth for the day after Brings me back to my original thought. Like after the second and third, I'm like, all right, they're looking. I mean, the whole 20 sites was a little stupid. It's like, how how, how long could you have actually stayed? Yeah. I mean, 10 of the 20, they just drove by and waved. I don't even think they got out of the car. So, I mean,
1: how really, oh, how much oh, you. Hold on. It, I, I have been in some, I've been in some, when my sister was shopping for a house in Kansas City, there were definitely some sites that we went to that we went, we don't need to get out.
2: And there were probably some sites for this that way. So I didn't, I never, I'm not saying I didn't believe the 20, but they didn't. Deep dive on 20 sites. That's that's silly. Um, this, when I got this, and I, I wrote over the weekend about the public money, but, but when I did hear this and Mick Akers had written that they had already scheduled preliminary scheduling the day after. I said, wait a minute. Hold on here. <laughs> I mean, you're putting it out there that it's a fourth meeting and it's the day after you're going to be here. Or not, excuse me, you're going to be at the city council in Oakland uh, having them do a... It's a non-binding vote. But that's the other thing people have to realize about this vote because it's talked about so much. All this vote is doing is really telling them, should we move forward? Yeah. like They're not going to 20th, going to raise their hands and say, yes, we will give you the $800 million or whatever they want for this $12 billion uh, project. I think what they're saying is we can move forward. The, the vote will tell them, hey, can we move forward? Or if it's unanimous the other way, then they're like, okay, we probably do need yeah, to we'll go done. back to Vegas. Yeah. So, you know, it's a non-binding vote. But, yeah, I mean, it was a little <laughs> funny that they scheduled the fourth. If they didn't schedule the fourth and they said, okay, we've been there three times, we've seen it, we like it, there's a lot of options here, let's just go back and see if we can deal with Oakland. And you are like, all right. Maybe in the back of their minds, like, hey, if this goes south here now, we at some point we got to actually think of Vegas. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen, if – Oakland does not give them. They totally deny it. And the most recent updates is that Oakland is they want to do half of the money, basically four hundred plus million, not the eight hundred fifty five million. So there's some conversation there that that the A's actually could get some money. But if just if on the 20th, if the Oakland City Council says, you know what, we're not going to give you any public money, good luck. Then yeah, Las then, Vegas. Yeah. Then you get on the becomes, plane the next day. Become, yeah, and it becomes yeah. real at that point because if Vegas is willing to give them anything, well, come on, we know that <laughs> the A's are probably coming. <laughs> we know that's happening. But yeah, the to schedule it the day after is is hilarious use of leverage. Now, on the locations, on the chance that this is real and that Oakland says no and they come here, Mick Aker's reported three sites have stood out to the Oakland A's. One in Henderson n- near the Galleria Mall. One near the M mm-hmm. and the festival grounds by Sahara Vegas. and Las Vegas Boulevard. Any of those three stick out that you think is good or terrible? I think there's more land
2: near the M, and that's what we're talking about, right? The land, because we, well, we, well, we've talked about you know this whole private public. Uh, partnership and there will be public partnership they're not coming here and saying it's all private and, and you don't give us anything and one thing you can do with the land much like they did with the raiders and the practice facility is you can overvalue the land based on real estate and you know give them a, a great deal on on land it's like well you know the land's worth 40 million we'll give it to you for 20 i mean you know, you can do that that that's fine so the m with a lot of land around it kind of stuck out to me the festival grounds, Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, I know they met I know they met with people down there. I don't know about that one. It's, uh, so is it Clark County-based? Yeah. Because I would, don't think the county's given that anything. That one I think is Clark County-based. I based. don't think
0: the county's given anything. So the idea of them having a stadium on the Strip is good for the sense of, okay, you're going to get some more tourists to go more than likely if you're on the Strip. The problem with that location is that location is basically by the um, stratosphere. Right you're not really close to the actual congested main part of the strip, right? You're nobody's really walking from like MGM down to where the stratosphere is for this game. So like you're on the strip. Yes, but you're not really in the, the best part to get tourists walking into your game. If
2: that's the area, then I think the gamers have to come up with the money because I don't think Clark County's in a position right now. In fact, I'm almost certain from the people I've talked to that they're in a position to, like, yeah, we'll give you public money. Yeah. The pandemic, what they're trying to re- recover from, I don't think the county's giving them a cent. Now, again, gamers in that area, who the people he talked to, they can step up and give them money, I assume, and make a deal with them, and
0: and, yeah, and what they the, can do that. The Sahara's that casino right across would Sahara yeah. say, "Hey, well, maybe they would." I mean, more maybe people will
2: be buying. Yeah, our exactly. Place. And maybe
0: they would. Maybe they'd make them deal. I look.
2: I think both of us when Anything's being built, we now say, "Well, what's Henderson going to do?" Because they appear to want <laughs> they're everything. They're wild give, card. And, yeah, exactly, and give everyone money. So, they're the joker.
0: The location that I think is funny that it's even brought up is the Galleria Mall one in Henderson. It's out on, it's off 95, kind of by the 215-95 junction out there. The reason I think it's funny is because that location, the Galleria Mall, is 2.1 miles from Sam Boyd Stadium. And all we heard for the last, like, four years was how terrible of a location Mm -hmm. Sam Boyd Stadium is. The, the Galleria Mall is closer to the interstate. It's on the other side of the interstate. So there's good so transportation like he wants. It's, it's better than Sam Boyd, but it's still basically in the same location as the football stadium that we heard was awful. And the big difference so we give between Sam Boyd, <laughs> the big difference between football, we sh- they should. That is, and They absolutely what if they gave him Sam should. Boyd? There is no <laughs> doubt in my mind they should. UNLV owns that, right? If UNLV sold that for $6, oh. they'd make a profit off of it, right? They should absolutely give him Sam Boyd. But like all we heard for years was how terrible that location is, and the difference is, for a football team, you only need to convince people to go out there once a week, six six times times a year. Baseball team, you're going in eighty-two. Yeah, you got eighty games. You got and you got to come like on a daily basis, right? You're playing three-game homes, three-game series. Usually, you get two home series in a row. Like you got to convince people to go out there, and all we heard was how bad of a location that is. I can't imagine then putting a baseball stadium two miles away from Sample.
2: We talked about it before the show, though. The M does, we make fun of it, but does have a land around it. And it's still close enough, I think, because it's freeway accessible. That's another thing Kavo talked about, the transportation. Um, they're investigating the transportation. They've uh, hired people to do all this vetting of marketing and, and sponsorships, but mostly transportation. And he mentioned with the M, the freeway access right off the freeway. That just seems more... Doable. You could also, and I guarantee you, Fisher. I know this for a fact. Fisher is interested in developing the land around it, like he is in Oakland. So out there with that land, you can put up your shops, whatever. He, however, he's going to develop it. That's a big deal to him. Which you know, to rich people, we heard about. You know, with the with the soccer down at Cashman Field and Klarman and he was going to develop area. That's important to wealthy people to develop around a ballpark. The ballpark's kind of the center, but it's like, okay, well, what can I build around it to make money?
1: Yeah. All right.
2: Coming up next, our new
0: boss joins the show. You got some weapons. Yep. You got some weapons. And it's like we've been waiting just for the Raiders to take that next step. Yes. Like, how close do you feel like you guys are to taking that next step and contending?
1: Well, I mean, we're had we had, we're three or four plays away from having 12 or 11 wins. Like, literally three plays. And it's like, we're so close.
2: We are back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia
3: text line at 69187 Finley Kia. Come see a Kia on West Sahara.
0: Joining us now, our new boss, he's the new program director here at Lotus Broadcasting. You'll also be able to hear him on Raider Nation Radio. Q, how are you this morning?
3: Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. always love being a part of it.
0: Yes. Uh, by the way, did your show start today?
3: No, you know what? It was going to, but what's going to happen is I'm actually going to fill in for Vinny at first on the ah. 15th. He goes on vacation. We know what time of year it is. A lot of vacations <laughs> go on right now. Wait. And then once football season, season starts, you know, it's all it's all hands on deck. So I'm going to start filling in for Vinny starting on the 15th and then Clay Baker on the 16th. And then probably the 26th, it'll officially start 2 to 4 p.m. on radio
2: Nation Radio. Hold on. We can take vacations at the newspaper? <laughs> I haven't had one in 10 years.
3: <laughs>
2: are you crazy? Hey, <laughs> i, I got to talk to Vinny. It's
3: new world that we're living in, but yeah. yeah, I guess vacations are okay. Yeah.
0: Well, you're, you're in Vegas officially now, right?
3: Yes, I am. I'm at my mom's house right now in Henderson. I'm still officially looking for a place to live, which is not the easiest thing right now, but we'll work it out. We'll make it happen.
2: Q, very important question. Will there be a dress code? Because on this show, we prefer shorts, T-shirts, and uh, no socks.
3: Well, you know the old saying, you look good, you feel good, you play good, right? As long as you're feeling good, as long as you're looking good to you, then you're playing good. So I got some shorts on and a polo shirt. I'll be in the office in probably about 45 minutes. But uh, yeah, man, as long as you're looking good, feeling good, in your opinion, then you're playing good.
2: I think we just feel good here. Looking good and playing good is not a,
3: It's not usually a, it's not usually a thing with
2: us.
0: All right, Q. We played coming back some sound there from Derek Carr on uh, on the show Brother from Another, where he says there are a few plays away from winning eleven or twelve yeah. games. They're probably a few plays away from losing a few more games as well. But uh, what do you think of the Raiders' offseason? Like realistic expectations? Like obviously this team is pushing for the playoffs. Is this going to right. be a playoff team this year?
3: I mean, you know, it's funny, this is the question that was asked to me, I, I believe, Tyler, like a, a, a year ago yeah. or so, and I thought, hey, this should be a team that expects the playoffs, but we all know the AMC West is a tough division. Uh, they had that extra wild card uh, last season and it just didn't shake out the way that it should have like 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 Derek Carr mentioned you know three or four plays away from winning games but there were games like the Jets game in particular they're one play away from losing that game you know so uh yeah it goes both ways the expectations have to be playoffs if you're not going into the, the the season with expectations to get to the playoffs then I don't know what you're doing and this is year four of John Gruden I think his expectations are definitely to get to the playoffs but they've got to be able to finish you know Derek Carr says three or four plays well they were there you know, I can go back and say the Kansas City Chiefs game, the Miami Dolphins game, the Chargers game. I mean, those are three right there. But like I mentioned, the Jets game was one that they probably should have lost and found a way to pull that one out. So you got to give them credit for that. But, I mean, they, they've got to be able to find ways to finish. I think the weapons are there, especially on offense. Uh, I think the addition of Gus Bradley and Ron Miles and Richard Smith as far as the defensive coaches, I think that's good. And if they can figure out a way to make – some talented dudes on defense. They are they have talent, but you can see last year that they were really thinking. So that slows them down. I think with the talent that they have, they they have the ability to turn things around. But I mean you don't win on ability and, and you know what it looks like on paper. You gotta get it done on the field. So that's gonna be the big challenge. Can Gus Bradley go in there and get that defense to be Not giving up 30 points a game, but giving up 23. If you can give up 23 points a game and you can still score like they were able to do in 2020, then, yeah, I think you have a good shot at getting the wild card. I still think Kansas City is the cream of the crop when you look at the AFC West, obviously, and the AFC in general. But I think the wild card should be something that the Raiders expect
2: want to stay on the theme of Derek Carr. Uh, you know, and We'll go to another sport. We talked about Marc-Andre Fleury when they extended him. They didn't need to extend him. There was no leverage on his part. He yeah. still had a couple of years left. Colton Miller, we've kind of wondered about that. There's yeah. no leverager. Why do you extend Colton Miller? So now people are saying, Derek Carr, do you extend him? There's no leverage on the side of Derek Carr. Would you wait it out and see? Because he hasn't been the issue, he hasn't been the problem, but he has no leverage at this point. So do you wait it out or will you extend him?
3: Well, you know, it, it, from the Raiders' standpoint, it might actually make a lot more sense to extend him now because the salary cap is lower You know, than it's going to be in the next year or so. And if he goes and has another season, and the thing about it is he's improved every single year under John Gruden since he's been back. So uh, if you're from the Raiders' standpoint, you're trying to get away with a contract that may be a little bit lesser than what it, was, it could possibly be, you, you go ahead and extend him now. But if you're Derek Carr, I would probably decide to, hey, let's try to ball out this season. Let's see if if I can get the team to the playoffs and make a deep run, and then all you want to talk about leverage, then all the leverage is, is squarely on the quarterback side. So I think that as long as the Raiders are happy with, with Derek Carr and the progress that he's made each and every year and continue to get better, and whatever it is that they want him to work on this season, you know, he, he's worked on something every year. If whatever it is they say, we want you to do this better, and he goes and does it, I, I think that you'll probably see an extension for him pretty soon he, like you said though he's got a couple of years left on his contract so it's not like it has to get done quick fast in the hurry but they did reward colton miller a contract early and said hey we want to start to set that precedence of you know if you're our guy and you go out there and perform like you're supposed to we're going to give you a contract extension that was their reasoning for giving colton miller the extension early so maybe they do that with Derek Carr as well but i think at this point it's kind of just wait and see
0: hypothetical situation there's same thing as last year happens. Derek Carr is really good as one of his best seasons. The offense is very good, but defensively they're not, and they miss the playoffs yep. again. Is there at any point where you say, hey, maybe you should move on from Derek Carr and kind of start over the quarterback position? Because even though nobody thinks it's his fault, it still at that point would be, what, eight years, one playoff appearance for the team with him at quarterback.
3: Right, and he didn't even get to play in that playoff yeah. game. You know, I mean, that's that's even worse. But I, I, I don't think that that they would go in that direction. I don't think that they would put it on, on Derek Carr, even though, yeah, I mean, eight years to mention, and then no playoffs. Of course, the fan base is going to be screaming for his head and screaming to get a replacement, and then there'll be half the fan base that says, yeah, but look at the defense. Look at the defense. Look at the defense. Uh, the defense isn't necessarily going to win you a championship, not necessarily going to win you a, a ton of games, but it can lose you games quick, fast, and in a hurry, and that's what we saw a lot in 2020, just plays here and there that they just blew it, and, and that's when they, they came up short. So uh, I don't think that that the Raiders are, are thinking about moving on from Derek Carr anytime soon? I really don't. I think John Gruden is happy with him. He's kind of a coach on the field, and I, I don't think that he's he's going anywhere. I think he's going to go somewhere when John Gruden decides he wants to go somewhere. I feel like they're kind of kind of attached at the hip. You know what I mean? Like married at the hip. When when John Gruden decides he wants them to, to walk away, maybe that's when Derek Carr decides he walks away at the same time, or maybe the Raiders decide to get a clean break altogether. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that Derek Carr is a guy that is going anywhere anytime soon, regardless of what happens this season.
2: Does it go without saying John Gruden has the Joker he's always wanted now in Kenyon Drake? The jo- He's tried other Jokers before, but now is yeah. this the Joker that he's always wanted?
3: You know, I think so. I really do, and I- I'm excited about Drake. I know a lot of uh, fans and a lot of you know media question the signing of Kenyon Drake. Like, Why would you do that when you have Josh Jacobs? But I think that that two-headed monster is going to be fun to watch. And I also think, like you said, to your point, they have that Joker now. They have that guy that can play multiple roles. He's been talking about you know his excitement for what he's going to do in John Gruden's offense and thinks in, in particular how he could really help out in the red zone. And if you go back to last year, the red zone offense wasn't very good. The the between the twenties was great, but when it came down to the red zone, they struggled. You know, so I think that's just another added weapon to go to the, that offense in the in the red zone. I think it's going to help in a major way. So I'm excited about Kenyon Drake. I think he is that that joker, the guy that Lin Bowden Jr. was supposed to be and never was able to get onto the field in 2020. Now is in Miami. Uh, I think that he could be that guy, so we'll see how it goes. Plus, I think on top of this, that, it helps keep Josh Jacobs healthy throughout the course of the season as well. His first two years in the league, he hasn't been able to play a full season yet, but he's put over 1,000 yards up, so he's still a, a really, really good running back. Just need to get him there from week one to week 17, or now week 18.
0: When Urban Meyer calls a trick play and Tim Tebow throws a touchdown pass for the Jaguars, will John Gruden start working on a Darren Waller pass play in the red zone? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean he probably already has that in his back yes. of his mind right now you know what i mean like i can i can see john Gruden sitting in the lab trying to think of different ways that he can come up with getting guys involved, especially in the red zone, and that could be something that uh, I could totally see. That I don't know if it'd be Darren Waller, maybe it'd be Foster Moreau, well, uh, you know, well, maybe yeah. maybe it'd be Kenyon Drake. You know, I, Josh, I can see so many different scenarios, but I think that I I can see John Gruden in the lab right now with the with the uh, you know with the whiteboard just saying, okay, if I do this and I do that, then this guy could be wide open in the corner of the end zone. Man, I'm a genius. Like I can totally see that. So yeah, you're onto something right there.
2: Well, I mean, if it's last year, you didn't give Big Wit a chance. So, uh, oh, Jason, Whit, Big, Big Wit, I needed Big Wit to stay around. Uh, he would have
0: caught the snap <laughs> yeah. and fallen down. He would
2: have fallen down. Uh, <laughs> Q, Q, tell us about uh, your position here and what you want to bring to Lotus and, and, and Las Vegas and being here now.
3: Man, I'm just so excited about being part of this team at Lotus Broadcasting and being part of, you know, all the great radio stations and all the great sports from UNLV to the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously the Raiders, the Aces. I mean, I tried to go, I tried to take in an Aces game the other night. I couldn't get tickets. I mean, they're just, they're they're that hot of a team, but I just, I just enjoy everything that's going on here in the city. so excited to be back on the West Coast after spending the last 10 years of my life in Central Texas and had a great time there, but I just. I'm excited to be here working with this team, and I think that we could take what we're doing now and take it to a whole other level, you know. And and I know that there's guys that specify and and specialists in in covering UNLV like a glove. We're just going to do everything that we do and take it to the next level, you know. So uh, we got a lot of exciting things coming. I can't wait to get into the office this morning and kind of get cooking. Uh, I don't have a show until, you know, the 15th, like I mentioned. But, man, uh, just really, really excited about the opportunity that we're going to have uh, and Lotus, and, and moving forward, and especially coming up to the football season, both college and the pros, it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: I don't know about Aces tickets. We can get Q some Steel Dragon tickets. Is that the, is that the band? Steel, Steel what? What was it? Steel what? Steel <laughs> Panthers. Oh, Steel Panthers. Come on in, Q. We got some Steel Panthers for you. <laughs> Give me
3: something, man. Give me something.
0: Sell me a phone, man. I got it. <laughs> well, we look forward to it, Q. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're glad you're here. Yeah.
3: Thank you, my man. I appreciate you guys having me. All right. Welcome,
2: Thanks. Q. Take care of yourself. Oh, there you go.
3: Well, Steel Panther.
2: <laughs> what is Steel Dragon? Steel Dragon is the I not believe. real.
1: No, I believe. it
2: is. It is Steel Dragon. I believe is the band that Mark Wahlberg joined in I'm the ro- and, in Rockstar in the Rockstar. That, yeah, to, to do Steel Dragon and Wahlberg. That so is the from band. A movie? Yes. Oh boy. Yes, Jennifer Aniston and Mark Wahlberg. Oh boy. Right, Steel Dragon. Oh I absolutely believe this hey, was it. Oh my
1: god, he's right. Yes. Oh
2: yes. <laughs> well, I, I just got it last when we were giving away Steel Pants. No, no, I look, it's they're great tickets. I I I you know, I'm not nothing against it. So I'm sure it's a great band, but I hear Steel in my head. It's like Scurvy with Marinovich. Have you ever heard the word scurvy and not thought about Todd Marinovich's band?
0: No. Well, you heard it for the first time last yeah, week. That's the first yeah. time I heard Todd Marinovich had a band named Scurvy. Every time I hear Scurvy, I think about pirates. <laughs> Good God, that's
1: the yeah. only thing I think of. I hope he didn't stay on the line and no. listened. Hey, Q's he
0: okay with uh, shorts
2: and t-shirts. Well, it's a good thing for yeah. this show. <laughs> Jeez, man, there's a dress code. Uh, no
0: chance on this show. All right, we have tickets to give away. Jared, where the hell does email go? I. I I got it. I got okay. it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't know what happened there. My email disappeared. We have two tickets to give away Sunday, July 18th. Nick Bargazzi, the rain check tour is going to be at Encore Theater at Wynn Las Vegas. So if you want to go see a comedy show coming July 18th at the Wynn, Nick Bargazzi, we've got tickets. We will do caller number three at 702-364-1100, 702-364-1100 if you want to go see Nick Bargazzi at Encore Theater at Wynn Las Vegas. Giannis Crowder in front, handoff to Connaughton. Connaughton back to Giannis, slam it. Giannis mid post far side. Crowder there. Giannis goes to work, blows
1: it by him to the rim for a two hand hammer.
0: This is one of those games that you typically in NBA speak say flush it, you know that, but you can't in the finals. We got to watch the film and learn, and um, you know get back to playing our kind of basketball consistently we saw it in
2: spurts we just didn't have enough of it tonight we're back to the press box morning show with ed graney and tyler bischoff
0: how was garth brooks it's
2: good it's good uh it was very um well look i mean we were there i think you were at unlv i was at raiders last year with nobody there which was very weird and bizarre. Where. I actually, at some point, heard Gruden yelling about the Joker, which I thought was strange because, like, I've never heard during a game a coach actually screaming uh, certain plays out. So it was surreal Wait. to literally have a full Allegiant Stadium for the first time that I've been in. Every time I've been in covering a game, there's no one there. Uh, thought it was good. Uh, can work on the acoustics um, <laughs> if you want. Hey, look, I've got to give the good. Ev- I got to give the full evaluation here. So um, do we have grades available.
0: The, the Al it, Davis yeah. torch uh, is not good for acoustics. Who? The Al Davis torch. Is no, not that good seems for
2: okay. Uh, uh, okay. Overall atmosphere, A plus plus.
0: A plus plus.
2: Acoustics, <laughs> C minus. Ooh. C minus. Uh, crowd. A plus. A plus. Price of beer, D. <laughs> D. But I expected that going in, right? I mean, you expect, obviously, it's going to be. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, the wife was looking for, uh, by the way, she was looking for non meat or vegetarian options. Now, maybe we were just on the wrong place. She had to go with the cheese pizza. Ooh. Yeah. And with the red wine, well, you know she had that first in line. You out of your mind.
0: Uh, wait, 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 what's the what's the grades? What's the breakdown of your your parking and and what you guys oh, parked and Ubered in?
2: I I didn't uh, I didn't tell you, which was nice. Uh, got home and I mean almost passed out because she had bought parking. I'm like, well, what happened? Oh, Boy, you must be really excited to go to parking. This. No, forty dollars. Oh. It ended up is forty dollars. It was only. It point was added eight. in and out. <laughs> no, it's <was> not. <laughs> it was actually in a real parking structure, but it was only <laughs> point six. From the stadium, and it's one of the. It's okay. It's on Valley. It's a parking parking structure on Valley View, and it's going to be for Raider games because I talked to my buddy who was actually had a lot to do with building Allegiant. We just ran into each other at the concert. Was really weird. He's you know built airport. He's built. He's a huge guy in in town in terms of construction. He said, "Oh, that's where all the workers are going to park," and it's. 0.6, and uh, now this is the great thing. Now, it's 160 degrees out, so it's 0.6 seems like 40 miles. For whatever reason, well, first of all, we were supposed to be in one parking lot, but they were kind of confused, so Greenspan just went right through the line, and we got, like, the front row spot. And So I don't think that was the $40 spot. I think that was the $100 spot, but for some reason, she just – they were really confused. It was the first time. So you you could either walk to the 0.6, which, again, it was just so hot. And you never know if 0.6 is really 0.6 or 1.6. You don't really know or they had the uh, you know the guys who ride in bikes you know around A rickshaw. yeah the rickshaw for
1: free oh, okay. <laughs> no yeah.
2: because we were we were walking towards them and i heard another gentleman say hey give you 5 bucks guy looks at you he goes hey it's 25 ahead <laughs> so so if you thought we were paying 40 for parking and 50 for the rickshaw you are out of your mind uh we did see though this was great and i think it's cuz it was so hot Even the people who ran the parking structure realized, look, we don't need people passing out here. So they – so that was cool. Like, buses came and just took us right to the front because I think they're like a – it was hot. I mean, so yeah, it was worked out great. Forty bucks. We parked in the hundred dollar lot, and we got the and we got the shuttle. <laughs> it's a great night. <laughs> well, there's no way this. There's. No, I said you weren't you supposed to be at the top of this structure. She goes, I think so. I said, why are we in the front row, like the first space? She goes, well, they never stopped me. <laughs> so we're breaking rules, all kinds of. But it was a good break. Rule. I, I thought the concert was really cool, really good, and um, yeah, I mean the the. Great part about it was the full stadium. That that was actually really cool. But
0: somebody who paid a hundred dollars for parking had to park in a terrible location. Oh, absolutely. We took someone. Yeah, we took. So we stole someone's
2: spot. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to know what really made her mad? When we're driving in, there's a uh, there's a line because they have to scan your phone because your parking space is on your phone. And two cars ahead of us, it's like I told you, the guy at the Einstein's Bagel downloading uh, the, download the app in the line. It was not good. Fifty minutes. That was someone two cars in front of us. It took forever it took so much forever that the person directly in front of us as that person drove through that guy just went through never stopped and she's like wait a minute that guy didn't pay i paid i'm like what are we going to follow this person in and start screaming at him? and if i hadn't told her no she would have she just said she goes how did that happen why did we pay and he didn't get to it? i said let's pump the brakes who cares that's when she went in and she in 2 minutes she was fine with it because she parked in a legal spot and we got the good spot you laugh. You know her. You know that she would have actually followed this gentleman up and said, "Hey,
1: you didn't stop and scan your phone." You're <laughs> he- gonna go police him yes! and say, "You didn't pay." Yes, she would yeah. have. This is, Jesus, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that's great.
0: Oh yeah. So not only did you steal somebody's hundred dollar spot, that guy stole somebody's forty dollar. Absolutely. Spot. Hopefully, he stole your forty dollar spot, and yes. that means the person who had the hundred dollar spot didn't have anywhere to park. That's at all. right. Yeah, Mark. Hey. He had to pay twenty five ahead to go on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> Ha ha ha!